the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. It is the 14th of September. It's a Tuesday. Did you miss me? I was off yesterday because of, well, let's just say it was a very disappointing football weekend, and I just didn't want to get on the mic and have to wallow in front of everybody. The Ohio State Buckeyes took a really hard loss in Columbus to the Oregon Ducks. Apparently, the carcass that is the Pac-12 still is breathing somewhat, and they went and they showed us that right here in the shoe. Totally sucked, and I was glad to get on to Sunday until Sunday happened. I mean, yes, there is a town not too far away from here that hosts a team called the Steelers. They have some fans around here, uh, I guess, as well, and they did pretty good. They came in and they beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, a team that is supposed to be in the running for an AFC spot in the Super Bowl. Turns out Big Ben's arm is not atrophied, has not completely fallen off, and they were able to make some plays down the stretch to beat that team. But who cares? Steelers stink. And guess what? They're going down the tubes this year. Maybe to the Browns, but the Browns sure didn't show it against the uh, against the Chiefs. They folded like a cheap suit. They were up two scores in the fourth quarter and decided to let Patrick Mahomes run roughshod over them like he does to darn near everybody else. We looked so great in those first couple quarters. Baker Mayfield could do no wrong. And then... He ended with a whimper and a crash and basically pounding his fists on the turf right after he threw the game-clinching interception. Hopefully we won't be seeing too many sights like those in the upcoming season, but there were some flashes of brilliance, and there's a lot of promise in Cleveland this year to take that AFC North. Anyways, that happened the day after the September 11th, 20th anniversary commemoration in which you saw all the former presidents gather for a memorial, save Donald Trump. He was too busy, I guess, refereeing or commentating on an Evander Holyfield boxing match. Now, I don't have to tell you this, but as you all know, if anyone else besides Trump was doing this, they would get pilloried to the hilt and you would never hear the end of it. But apparently, for him, it's a great, wise decision because who knows? Uh, whatever he does turns to gold in the eyes of his supporters. Not going to comment any farther on that. But I do know that the September 11th anniversary was solemnly celebrated around the country. You know it took a lot for George W. Bush to get on the mic and talk about how members of what he thought was his former party, the Republican Party, now led by Donald Trump, the specter of Donald Trump, went and attacked the White House to try and overturn an election. Well, he said that they're basically just like the September 11th bombers in many respects, even though they share very little in terms of their normal everyday lives. Truth is, is that both of them do not appreciate pluralism, meaning anything besides what they believe in. And he also said that they don't believe in the rule of law, and once something goes against them, they decide the rules and laws don't apply to them and they're going to win by any means necessary. A very strong statement of condemnation from a former president who, just until Donald Trump took the helm of the Republican Party, was seen as, even though he failed in some regards, a still 
stand-up member of the Republican and Conservative Party. Not so much anymore. As soon as you turn your back on the orange guy, well, everyone turns their back on you too. But it was really important for him to speak words of truth in the face of the danger that we now see on a national, state, and local level. I mean, you got people like Josh Mandel running and possibly in the lead for a Senate seat from the great state of Ohio who does nothing but spit vitriol and racist propaganda whenever possible. And, you know, the problem that we have here is that I try to have local conversations about local matters, but it turns out the national narrative finds its way into our local matters every day. You had a person running for the school board office or some sort of local representative in Lakeview. Sorry, he was running for office in the Lakeview area and decided to make his voice known at the Lakeview board meeting, saying that the fact that they had a meeting of the school board behind closed doors and decided to go to masking was somehow un-American and that he needed everyone to be dragged out onto the tarmac and make their votes known in a public manner so that they can come after you one by one because they you did the right thing for the school. This is where populism starts to go wrong and you have to understand the slippery slope. He said that since over 50% of the people in that county were for mask choice, that that should be the way that the school gets run. It turns out that probably 0% of the, of the people in that area are scientists, and yet they're acting like one and making decisions as though they have scientific evidence and expertise on their side. Just because 50% of the population wants something done doesn't mean that it should be imposed on the rest. And that's where you get the story twisted. The reason that you have mask mandates and vaccine mandates is for the public good and so that you can continue living in a free society. It's not to oppress you, and it really is the least you can do. So the fact that you want to take that same logic and turn it around and use it for something dangerous is where we go wrong. So that's why we have an elected representative democracy, because if everything was put up to a vote, Every rube in the street would be able to have a say-so on every matter that involves the public or public monies or anything. And that's not what we want, because what you have, essentially, is a very uninformed voting populace trying to make decisions for others. That's why we're supposed to be sending our best and brightest, and yet all we're doing is sending our most incendiary and those who kowtow to the leadership and those who are afraid of the masses the most, those ones are the ones who seem to be running for office right now. Nobody who wants to take a stand against the crazy. Nobody who wants to take a stand for what is right and what is civil. All I'm seeing is more and more vitriol being spewed, and we all know where that goes. That is not the pathway to a peaceful resolution. I will get off my soapbox for now, but I'm sure there will be more tomorrow to discuss. Go out there and please shake a hand, or if not, bump a fist, whatever you have to do. Throw a smile to somebody. Let's make it a good day for someone else as well as yourself. Thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow.